you're tuned in to Good Girls Behaving Badly. You talk about everything with your close friends, right? Well, so do we. Listen to us discuss everything from media and pop culture to relationships and dating. What do you want to chat about? Well, it's not going to work. Now that I know we're being recorded. <laughs> hey, guys. This is Sydney. I'm Shanae. And how was your weekend? I mean, it was snowing. I was pretty much in the house. Mm-hmm. So it was cool. Yeah, my week- I don't really feel like I have anything to report. <laughs> I'm trying. What did I do? Oh, Friday I got my hair done. Uh, yeah, my weekend was pretty chill too. We went plant shopping. We got new babies. Um, but other than that, I was in the house. I did some work and watched Netflix pretty much, and like caught up on shows that I missed throughout the week, which is my usual weekend routine. But um. Other than that, because I was supposed to go to brunch because it's Founders Day, but um, we were going to brunch in D.C. and like our street wasn't shoveled or anything this morning, so. I think a lot of people were in the house today. Yeah. In our area. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, didn't get to go out for Founders Day, but it's all good. Um, but yeah, I just chill pretty much with the snow still snowing. Yeah. yeah. It needs to stop <laughs> at this point. <laughs> But look, I, I realized we're recording our 113th episode on 113. How ironic. I think it's cool. <laughs> but what's going on in media? Um, so, last week we talked about, we kind of just did a whole episode on R. Kelly. Mm-hmm. And at that time, we didn't see the last two episodes. So right. Quickly, so we don't take up the entire show again. Right. But basically... Episode five and six were kind of like current day yes, allegations, which includes this idea of this like sex cult. So we met some more victims, mm-hmm. and we got to see uh, to get the perspective of parents mm-hmm. um, whose children were in that sex cult, mm-hmm. alleged sex cult, right? Mm-hmm. So we met, and we got to see. Dominique's mother, I believe, mm-hmm. yeah, actually like hunt her down and get her and get her back. Mm-hmm. And then we saw another set of parents who were from Baltimore. Mm-hmm. Um, I could tell by their how she spoke. They said they were from Florida, but then I'm like, mm, no, they not the talking she, like they from Florida. The way she spoke, but yeah, they moved to Florida on Facebook. Someone's like, of course. The dumb parents are from Baltimore. I was like, what? <laughs> and then when I watched, I said, oh, her accent is clear. She yeah. is not. She's yeah. not. They just relocated to Florida. So anyway, I mean, was it surprising? No. I feel like after four episodes, mm-hmm. nothing I could see on that was, like, surprising. But I did, I did, I did just think it was crazy. I don't, I think part of the reason why I probably never understand it is, um, Fortunately, I've never been in that space where I've been manipulated as such, and mm-hmm. I hope to never be in that. Because I think mm-hmm. sometimes, because I was talking to my coworker about it, and I feel like I checked her a little. She was like, "I just don't see," how, and I was like, "You, you don't see because we're not in it. Yeah, you, no one's gonna get it unless you're in it. We mm-hmm. all have our perspectives. And for me, I hope I'll never be anything like that. I'll never want to be manipulated in this way like that. Um, in my mind, I don't think it would happen. But I mean, who the frick knows?" So the thing is, is like I don't think anyone could will understand their choice to participate 
But you can empathize. But you can empathize in it. And I can understand that as a young person, you are impressionable. And if you admire someone, um, in one case, he was threatening... Mm-hmm. Well, absolutely. But I'm saying even more when you're younger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you haven't experienced a lot of life. Here's someone coming in for the one girl saying he could help her be a star. Yeah. Um, people they admire and someone who... And then at a certain point you wonder, is he threatening family members? Like he threatened a girl's sister? Yeah. If they were getting out of control or getting too feisty, would he say, cut it out? Mm-hmm. I will harm your family? Because that yeah. will keep someone in line. Yeah. Out of just fear because you don't want anything to happen to your parents. Yeah. Um. All I can say is, I think it's unfortunate. Mm-hmm. And I hope that the Dominique girl has adjusted and is continuing well, to adjust. Well, they three days later she went back. But, but then she, she went back home. Back so at mom. this point yeah. then, she would be still at home. People were saying that she went back trying to get the other, I forgot the other girl's name, but her parents were on the documentary too. That and she they did connect. They, yeah, but so. she wouldn't leave. So And maybe that is why she went back. Mm-hmm. Um, at this point, she is of legal age and she's not going to leave until she wants to leave or until mm-hmm. R. Kelly is done with her. Mm-hmm. Let's call it what it is and that's for both of the women mm-hmm. that are the young women who are still with him. I, yeah, I know because like you said after episodes one and two you couldn't sleep. Four, I mean five and six the ones that got me. I was just like Mm-mm, I could not. For I couldn't go to sleep till like four in the morning. I was up all night. Just but, disturbed. Yeah, it was just it was a lot. And then even after the documentary it was like videos of it was a concert goer recording and saw them and had right. all three of them in the video and she it. got kicked out but at the time where she was recording she didn't I mean of course not she didn't know anything was going on she didn't get but, why she got like in trouble for that right but post documentary you can she see shared why. the video and was like this is why I got kicked out because all three of them one were two, three, on the camera it's right, right here one high five in him and like so it's uh. like this is even more evidence like they are right here and under his control still even right here. I gotta be honest with you though. What's up? On a side note. Yes. As they're his girls. Mm-hmm. How excited can you be? I know you've heard that set. I mean you've heard that set several times. I mean do you still <laughs> get, do you still love it? Maybe. I mean. Well cause I don't know how often he, they go to his concerts though. That's true. Um, that may have been like a one-time occurrence. You don't know how often. They I don't know their schedule. I don't yeah, you don't know, know how often they actually get to go. To I don't want to know them. nothing else. <laughs> um, so yeah, I just thought it was sad. And after the documentary aired, there's been a couple developments. Yeah, they're investigating know. again. They're investigating. They say they're currently investigating him. The studio in Chicago, like he's getting like evicted. He wasn't paying bills and. The owners like returned it over to the police, right? And they gave him at the time I read that they had like two weeks, mm-hmm. and they'd be handing it over to the police. Mm-hmm. Um, Lady Gaga came out to say to give her support to the victims, mm-hmm. and they did have a song together on her. Uh, I can't now. I can't think of the name of the album because I know this album. Mm-hmm. They did a song. She said she was taking all the streaming services, yeah. basically taking that song down, mm-hmm. and she was standing with the survivors. And there were several other celebrities that. Um, and I would I like I did enjoy seeing more male mm-hmm. men in the industry say, you know what, 
this is wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, I have seen stuff like this, maybe not with R. Kelly, but with even others. Mm-hmm. Like Nick Cannon came out and spoke. Mm-hmm. Um, Tank he had spoke. a song together, too. Jiggle Yeah. That was a Though I don't know if anybody was still listening to that. That was a catchy song. It was song a bop back when then, it was out. It was that a bop. That was a catchy it song. Was a <laughs> Um, that was a catch. And he said he was taking it down, though. But, I don't um, know how many people. Omarion um, spoke out, I guess, and I, I didn't even want to know this. I was about Apparently, to say, I don't know if I liked what he had to say. I think he could have just kept that to himself. Apparently, R. Kelly <laughs> got all up and through there. Wrote a, some songs, and after the tour, they won't be performing. I might have like, after we get this bag real quick. Look. I, but that's why I think he should have just not. Said that part. Like, Personally, and 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 maybe this is wrong. I'm not even gonna look because if I look, I can't enjoy it, and I already bought my tickets. <laughs> and so I know the one song he's on. I don't mm. want to know anything he's written. Mm. I just want to take this moment and just. I'm sorry. I I know that's. I mean, wrong, sometimes it's easier to be ignorant. I get it. I don't want to know what he wrote for B2K. I just do not because <laughs> it's April seventh. Because actually know. at work the other day something happened and one of my coworkers started singing I believe I can fly and I just like what I was like wait we can't <laughs> but it's like uh, it just sucks because it's like so many things that you know you when you're talking and you related to a song and then it's like oh crap we can't even can we do we can't just say that anymore it's just I understand it will take time I think to not have those immediate references. For sure, to his songs because I I think I forgot what song I read uh, referenced the, um, a couple days ago. I think it was the one he wrote for Michael Jackson. I was like, wait, I can't say that anymore. You're not I? alone. Yes, it was that one. I was like, crap, I can't. Can I do? I can't do that anymore. Right? It was just so. I do think it may take time because so many of those songs are like part of pop culture. So it'll take time to like get those um, like. I guess out of the norm or whatever. So we'll see how for people who choose to. Yeah, there's still yeah. tons of oh, people. Absolutely. Like he did a show on his birthday in Chicago, and wow. they said that women were there saying, "Take me hostage, take me hostage." Oh, so my thing was, my if you want to go, go. But to sit there and yell, "Take me!" Like oh, to make light of it, it's just like, that's not. can you just have gone and not yell, "Take me hostage"? But that's what they said. There were women in the audience. Yelling, take me hostage, take me hostage, just tacky. Mm. So, I can't believe that. That has brought out a whole bunch of other stuff. Yeah. One of the people on the documentary, um, apparently he has some sexual assault allegations towards him. And they got DMs, and um, everything. At work, he was Mm -hmm. speaking to co workers inappropriately. he did make a statement about it, mm-hmm. but sheesh. But and see, a lot of people like since then, a lot of people are like, "Well, what about him? What about him?" And I and I had to just say, you guys have to realize that a lot of things in our culture do allow people to have problematic behavior, and we have just dealt with it for so long. So yes, there is a lot of people in the industry, out of the industry. That have done things that are wrong and that sure. are harassment, that are predatory, that are right. you know, all inappropriate, all, all of that. Because sure. a lot of the time, the industry, uh, culture, all that encourages it. And so, yeah, you are going to find other people in the industry that have not, like, no one has come out against them yet. 
that have done things that are wrong. That's just the reality of it because our culture encourages it. So I'm so tired of the well, such and such got with such and such, and this like yeah, they say yeah like, it's still not Jay-Z okay. Like with Foxy Brown when she was 15, or like Diddy's first wife um, or child's, child's mother, mother not was underage, yeah. mm-hmm. and it's like. That's not okay either. Exactly. And so it's just like a lot of the, like, I agree, a lot of these aren't okay. And so it's like, y'all are using these as examples. Like, y'all ain't canceling them, y'all ain't canceling them. That doesn't mean what they did wasn't wrong. So, and that don't mean they won't be canceled eventually. Later. I mean, right. I don't. Right. I mean, at a certain point, we're not going to have no music left. And <laughs> that just lets you know that. How trash. How trash <laughs> the industry is. Right. But I think the good <laughs> thing that came out of this is the discussion of what is inappropriate behavior what isn't okay because i do hope that some hopefully some men are learning and checking themselves and checking themselves and checking their friends and checking their colleagues and checking the people who write their songs or who produce their music or who direct their films like and are changing the culture um to make sure that these things don't continue to happen so because people were like, every podcast I've listened to this week is talking about it. Well, yes, that's what happens. Like, I mean, when Kanye was going crazy, everybody talked. Like, that's the. Well, that's especially if podcasts cover topics in media, this yeah. is not something you skip over. I right. Mean, but I think the good part out of it is the conversations that it's producing and the change that it's creating. I think that's really the what's the good that's coming out of it. So. Yep. So that is done. And. Um, we'll see where where it leads mm-hmm. in regards to R. Kelly. Yeah. And then we'll see whatever. Because I know there's a um, Michael Jackson documentary about his accusers coming out, I think, later this month. But And people were like, oh, see, this is what happened. But this movie has been out. It was already shown at Sundance, like, before all of this R. Kelly documentary happened. So it's like these y'all realize documentaries take like mad time. No, like, they don't realize that. It's like they keep doing that. Right. Like, I'm like just, you can't like yesterday they got together and said, Let's get Michael. Right. I mean that's not how it was. Right. You can't and, just make a documentary in two to three weeks, like and don't worry And about then for that. some commenters, I'ma just speak for millennials, at least twenty six year olds. Mm-hmm. We were kids mm-hmm. and even this Michael. We were kid kids. Mm-hmm. He was even younger. Mm-hmm. You know, we were younger. Mm-hmm. Like I think they said one the one case was nineteen ninety three or something. Yeah. Yeah. So literally one So I mean I don't think a lot of us know about it. I think more people who know about it are older mm-hmm. and they can have their own opinions. But for me I'm interested in hearing about it. Because I think a lot of things we heard of by second hand or heard right. of it later on or and heard like of it heard of it and in passing because we were young. Yeah, no one was talking about that and then and when you heard about it we were still young. So like I can honestly say I don't I don't know if I had an opinion about it. I don't remember. I don't remember Right. I I knew about him marrying like for example Arkham. I knew he married Aaliyah Young. Mm-hmm. I don't remember my first opinion when I first I don't heard think that. I, had an opinion. I just thought that's crazy, probably, because <laughs> she was so young. Like, I just, yeah. I didn't think anything, and I just feel like... Well, I mean, even, because I was an Aaliyah fan. I remember when she passed away, and me and my brother was in church, like, crying. But 
I don't even think I recognized how young she was. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think all of those things came together until I was a little bit older, until I could, like, piece everything together to have an opinion about anything. Right. So, So we shall see. Yeah. Moving on. I have a few, like, just honorable mentions. Okay. So, like, finally... Bad Boys 3 is happening. Yes, they started filming. So I'm excited because I, I like the Bad Boys series. Yeah, me too. And I like them both as actors. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited. Mm-hmm. Honorable mission to Master P. He signed with Lionsgate for a Master P by, um, movie, mm-hmm. biofilm. And I have to be honest with you, like, I know some of his music, mm-hmm. but I wasn't intrigued by him to literally Solange's album. Mm-hmm. As he kept doing them intros, I'm like, hmm, that's just intriguing. It was just intriguing yeah. for me. Yeah. And so I am intrigued by this yeah, biopic. He, he's he's very successful. I was about to say, he's very influential um, in the industry. Very successful. He has a lot of in business. And I read a comment like, what has Master P done in a long <gasps> people time? People are so ignorant. And here's my thing. <laughs> what do I realize that people, especially just say like, Rappers and music artists, dude. Most smart ones. That's not all they do. Right. They keep it pushing and got other things. They have other things, other businesses, Mm -hmm. and they don't have to announce it. Like I remember when the Millennial Tour was out, and they were like spot spotlighting like where where they are, where they're now. Like spectacular for Pretty Ricky is literally in like Harvard, Mm -hmm. and he developed this business. You have no idea because he don't have to say it. He's doing his thing, but Mm -hmm. then people are like, "Oh, he on the tour because he need money." Nah, he probably tour because he wants to do it. Mm -hmm. He may miss the group. He may want the money, but like he don't need it. And Mm -hmm. I just feel like sometimes, like, and my thing is though, even even if he is doing the tour because he needs the money, who wouldn't? Like, like that's a nice check. Like, I don't think it's such a bad thing. Who cares if it's putting food on his table, money his bank? You go to work, don't you? Right, right. <laughs> That's like you going to work and be like, "Oh, I'm just here for the money." Yeah, a lot of people. A lot of people go to work for the money. money. If you didn't have your salary or paycheck, would y'all be going to work? Right. <laughs> a lot of people would not. No. <laughs> As we see with the government shutdown, <laughs> which I really do hope that is immediately. I know this is getting ridiculous, yeah. but um, so yeah. And then back to my next one, Cambella and Jules Santana, they got married. Mm-hmm. So congratulations to them. Mm-hmm. Um, it looked pretty. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, they married y'all. <laughs> you like, I'm just going to leave that there. They married y'all. <laughs> and speaking of love and hip hop, Safari, mm-hmm. Nicki Minaj's ex and Erica Minna are engaged. Okay. And so I just want to bring up They've been engaged for a while, but I want to bring this up because, Sydney, you said something like, I don't know, it just seems weird to you. Something like that, right? Uh, it does. And so, call me crazy, guys, but I think they're perfect for each other. I feel like they're at the same level to me. <laughs> and take that for however you want to take it. <laughs> and for me, I think it probably will work out. And I hope it works out for them. I mean, yeah, I definitely hope I it mean, works out. I was just like, I was like, this is weird. I, 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 I kind of think it's... <laughs> genius i'm like i actually see this i actually see this i'm mm. responding to this i actually think it could work out maybe i'm weird hopefully but i'm like nah i, I kind of see this this is like i get this hopefully it get is. this i'm not gonna say the c word corny but uh, i just said it i was gonna say you said it well when you say the c word that's not the word i think oh you thought like cunt yes well, in the black community, is c- 
cunt really a bad word? Like it is. But that's occasion? the only word I can think of when someone says the c word. Like <laughs> I just I wasn't gonna say I feel like that's the same level of corny, but I said it, didn't I? <laughs> you did. <laughs> um, but I said it. But you know what? I actually like Safari. I think he's funny. As people say he's corny, I think it's funny. Mm-hmm. So you know what? I hope they work out. Mm-hmm. Everybody deserves love. Bet. And. That's all I got. Unless you have anything you want to mention. Um, TV ain't all TV not really back yet. No, the only TV I've been watching is like Married at First Sight and then Marriage Boot Camp Hip Hop Edition. I need to I watch, watch that. that. I watched that today while I was in the snow. I keep saying I'm going to like sit down and watch. I don't know how many episodes I've missed. It's only one. It just, oh, it, it just started. Is, I saw so many. Maybe they were all previews. Cause I'm like, right. I feel like I see it online all the time. I'm like, I need to watch this. Like, so it's how was it? One. It was good. I mean, it was just the first episode. Um, so I don't think Lil Fizz, who doesn't want to go by Lil Fizz anymore, he wants to be called Drew. Um, hey, Lil Fizz. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, I don't think he needs to be on the show, but... Well, the funny thing is, she is currently pregnant. By him? Well, in her picture, she just... You can just see she's pregnant. She uh, never said. Uh, and most people are like, no. Mm-hmm. But I, I've heard, like, even though I haven't even seen I heard these comments, like, that they're the only ones where it's like, we don't get it. Because where it doesn't seem realistic. It seems like it's not real. It's fair, Obviously, yeah. we know Waka... Mm-hmm. And his wife are married. We know Little Monet, they were married. Mm-hmm. They are still married. Mm-hmm. Um, Jessica Don, they are engaged. They, and they did have the kid. Mm-hmm. Um, who else is on there? Uh, Mia and Sojoy, right? Yes. They had their on and off relationship for, like for years. years yeah. So when I saw, but then it's like, what? Your last season of Love and Hip Hop, that film that was on TV a couple months ago, I don't think he was with her. I think he was with somebody else. And then, like, they so came to the weird. show. Because, like, all the couples came together except them. Really? And she's like, I don't even know if he's coming. And they were like, what? what? They what? hadn't seen each other in, like, a month or two before the show. So, but, like, so they for? agreed to be on the show. Then they broke up and hadn't seen or spoken to each other. So, were they so she just showed up, like, I guess... He'll still come. Well, guess what? Contracts were signed. He was coming. <laughs> well, yeah, maybe that's what it was. I'm, well, that's so that's they're like really trying to figure out if, if they, they even want to be together. together. Yeah. Okay, so then I'm gonna say I don't believe they're still together, mm. but they could be. I yeah. just even in previews, I was like, who? And then another thing I didn't realize because I've never watched the show. I'm literally only watching because of who they have on the show um, this season. But I didn't realize the actual boot camp is only ten days. Yeah, I, they I just that. spread. You know, they just record and spread. Yeah, it's it out. like a two week period. Yeah, yeah. And they have those challenges every mm-hmm, day, mm-hmm. so it's like a boot camp. Yeah. So. So I, I didn't know that. that um, I like. I watch it even for the other celebrity stars. The only mm-hmm. one I didn't watch, they did a. And they didn't say marriage bootcamp, but like a family version, and mm-hmm. it had people like celebrities. I use that loosely, and their family was trying to. I was okay. I was like too far. Like the marriage bootcamp was sufficient mm-hmm. for me. Plus, mm-hmm. I like divorce court Lynn Toller yeah. on there, mm-hmm. and when I I just love her anyway. Yeah, me too. And she be reading them. That's what she already done started. <laughs> gathering people together, yes. and I enjoy. Her on divorce court, and mm-hmm. I enjoy her when yeah. she be on marriage bootcamp. I'm mm-hmm. like, yes, mm-hmm. get so, them together. I started watching that um, today, actually, and then Married at First Sight. They have this is the first time they had four couples, and two of them is black. Amen. <laughs> Getting there, y'all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so and um, yeah, two of them went to Lincoln, and like. 
So I'm watching that, see how that turns out. I always just like, please black couples stay together. So well, it's never that mediums in the first place. Right, that's why I'm just like, can y'all be the one? Because I think only one of the black couples in seven seasons is still together. Who? Um, The one, what's Who his name? Jeff Yeah. And Honey. And they uh, don't, I mean. Shawnee's. They don't, I mean, I watched that show and they were <laughs> not staying when I hope they had figured it out. But yeah. they had some issues, child. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. So they're the only black couple to still be together. So I'm like these two. I need y'all to, you know, keep it, keep it coming. So and we'll you see. know what? When you're on the show, you're gonna make it with yours. You right. Because I'll be right there by your side. Amen. Amen. <laughs> when it comes to the DC area, yes. Sydney's gonna be on that season, and I'm gonna be her maid of honor <laughs> at the wedding where we don't know who she's married. <laughs> right. And so. Yeah. We'll be there. Mm-hmm. But so. it's funny because, so one of the guys, um, he runs speed dating. And his wife, she was at speed dating a week or two before they got married. And so as soon as she walked up to the um, altar, he he's, recognized her. He's like, oh yeah, I've seen her before. Yeah, but she didn't re- remember until later. Because oh, wow. she said the only reason she went is because her best friend wanted her to go. And so she's like... I'm really just going for support. I might be getting married in two weeks, so I'm not right. really trying to be. So it's just Small funny world. that they um, had met previously. And she was like, you emailed me yesterday. And she was like, well, I mean, it's my, he was like, it's my company. So, like, I emailed everybody. <laughs> I gave, I sent everybody a follow-up email, but he was like, I had no way of knowing that it was you. So I'm like, it's funny just knowing that like, that they already crossed paths or like the couple, they both went to Lincoln. And she was like, was you at homecoming? He was like, yeah. She was like, I was there too. So it's just funny how many people you probably already crossed paths with. Well, they already, they say that though. They yeah. say at a certain age. At 19, you probably already crossed paths. Probably with, with the, your person, which yeah. let me tell you something. I must have saw him at Starbucks, and I mean, it must have been one of those cross paths because it could be because like they was both at homecoming. Who knows if they like they could just literally walk past each other. Because like... I mean, <laughs> I don't know where he at. Um, I just don't believe it's anyone I know. No, well, yeah, it, it got to be like we was at Home Depot at the same time. It'll I mean, be like oh, we went to the same daycare or something. Yeah, I, it has to be because I don't know. I don't know no other way. There is no other way. So, um, I'm looking forward to how their relationships turn out, and I think it'll be exciting. What about the white couples? You okay about this? Well, the white couples, that was the who I was just talking about oh, with the speed dating. okay. <laughs> the other white couple, they annoying. All well, right. the guy's annoying. I, I could not get along with him. Mm-mm. Well, we'll see. But, I'm, but she like it, so work for right. cool her. Right, if it works for her, if it works for her But he is annoying. I'm like, ugh. But <laughs> I, I can't stand him. Oh, and it's just his personality is too much to me. For for me. It could be perfect for her. But even her friends are like, she usually chooses introverts. So they're like, he's really over the top for her. But they like, look, maybe what she's done work. hasn't worked. So we for Right, it. right. Maybe that'll work. <laughs> right. So we'll see how they all turn out um, with it being four couples this go round. Because... Um, like I said, they're located in Philly, and then Charlotte is next season. Okay. <laughs> so hopefully, because they usually announce like a season before. So at the end of this season, they'll announce which season is going to, which city is going to be after Charlotte. So be on the lookout. <laughs> All right. So um, we did have a question of the week. Um, one moment, 
I'm pulling it up, guys. My bizzed. All right, so our question of the meek, week, I said meek. Our question of the week was, have you ever met someone famous? If so, who? Um, and so Baltimore's Obama said he met her. Um, Africa Wilkins said Bill Clinton. Um, Tuli Tu said a lot of reality stars when she lived in Atlanta. I wish you named some. I, I was just curious as to who, but <laughs> there is a lot of reality TV mm-hmm. in Atlanta. Yeah. Um, two J's said he met both of us. That was that. That was the best response. <laughs> um, the wise pig said Christopher Maurice. Um, let's see who else. Um, all shoot Miss Vanessa AJ from One Hundred Six in Park. Kelly Price and Little Mo. Um, Amira Ian said Tamar Braxton. She was so sweet and she loves her. And then the startup story co dot co said they met Bob Iger. Miss Who's that? Bob Iger? The name is familiar. I, oh, that's the guy that, um, I think he used to be the CEO of Disney. Because uh, I was actually just talking about him the other day because he was arrested for, like, I think child pornography or something. Oh, Lord. And he didn't lose his job. But I was just talking about him the other day. That's the only reason why the name rang a bell. Um, they also met Miss Rachel Hollis. Who's that? Look, you asked me. Sorry, keep going. Answer to it. It's fine. But they tagged them, so I can go to their. They are a New York Times bestseller and a motivational speaker. Oh, okay. And then they met that one leg monster. And let's see who that is. You don't Um, have to do this. Just say it, because there's several answers we got to get through. So it's okay. And that was that was the last one. Because I have Facebook. Okay, go ahead. So Jasmine, she met just. <laughs> Two chains, Pusha T, B five, Drake. When he was wheelchair Jimmy, she mm-hmm. wanted to make that specific. <laughs> Travis Porter, Day Twenty Six, Tristan Wilds. Who is? Uh, he's an actor, I mm-hmm. think, right? Mm-hmm. John Legend. And who he is music too. Keith Powers. What the hell is that? Name don't even worry familiar. about it. No, now I'm say you don't gotta Google because the name sounds. Oh, he was from. He was Ronnie in the New Edition story. He's a celebrity. <laughs> Some would say. Okay. So, is that all of them? So, yeah. oh, it wasn't? Yeah, that didn't oh, okay. I thought so, it was more. Oh, okay. Um, so, who are the celebrities you've met? Because um, I was going to say, well, all the performers at homecoming. DSU Homecomings from 2010 to 2014, That's we met variety. all of them. <laughs> so, we're not even going to list them by name. Just a variety of artists. <laughs> right. Um, Outside of like when we worked at the radio station in college, mm-hmm. I've met Monique. Mm-hmm. Um, I also met B Five, and I was like a super fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wale. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think. And Wale, the funny thing is, he was staying. I was with my cousin in college. We was we were staying at the same hotel. Oh wow! And we saw him leaving, and my cousin's like, "I feel like that's Wale." This one, he was like. Just out really, really popular. Mm-hmm. And I was like, no way. And I was like, well, hey. And he like turned around and waved. I was like, <gasps> <laughs> he was very popular. Um, I'm trying to think who else. I met Vivica A. Fox in the airport and it was similar to that. And it was like, that looked like Vivica A. Fox. And her assistant, whoever who was with her, was like, yeah, that's her. <laughs> and so we got this was before like we had phones and stuff so we right. got her a signature oh. um, I'm trying to think 
I mean, I will say, in college, we met a lot. Yeah, I mean, all anyone Duke that Sean, performed. Charles Porter, Two Chains. Yeah. I mean, it was a whole bunch. Two Chains, all of them. It was a good amount. Yeah. Um, I met Corbin Blue. Oh. This was back like get high you, school yeah, musical time. because yeah, he was you, in the get, <laughs> he was in the Thanksgiving Day Parade. And oh. we were just walking through Macy's after the parade, and he was walking through Macy's too. Oh, you saw him. Mm-hmm. And I oh. had the biggest crush on him. Too. I met last year or the year before, Jason Derulo, uh. when I was in New York. You mm-hmm. know, here's the <laughs> okay, here's funny. Because so I was like, is that Jason Derulo? I was like, Jason? Why, like, just Why you always do that? that? He's like, yeah, I'm so Jason. Oh. I said, nice to meet you. <laughs> Um, he was like, I think Price, he was, we was outside of Rockefeller Center. I had an event mm-hmm, in there. Mm-hmm. I think he was probably waiting for his car. Mm-hmm. And, um, his security or someone, and it seems like, oh, did you want to pitch or something? And I was like, no, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> Seeing him saying, what up, was yeah. enough for me. Yeah. At this point in my life, mm-hmm. unless you're like Beyonce, <laughs> really feel like I need a picture. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think. Who would I want a picture with? I mean, Oprah. Okay, Oprah. Right. Martha Stewart. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's some key people where I'm like, yes, I want a picture. But mm-hmm. like, certain is like, if I met you, that's good enough for me. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what's yeah. up? Yeah. I don't yeah. I don't need a picture. And then I met D.L. Hughley. I met him a couple times, but my dad's friend used to be his manager. So I've met him a few times. Plus, I know one of the comedians that like kind of studies under him. Um, and then, kind of like Tuli Two said, a couple of re- reality stars. I had a, well, when I was doing PR, one of our clients, well, a couple of our clients was on reality TV. Um, so just reality TV stars when I was living in um, Atlanta. But I think that's pretty much it. The I haven't taken pictures with any of them except D.O. Hughley and then all the ones from DSU. Oh, no, I took pictures with Christina Johnson, too, but... She was our client, so mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I was working, right? <laughs> um, so, but yeah, I think I think that's all of them. No one that I like Fair went crazy. Yeah, I think at this point, there's only a few that would make me, that would make me be like, oh my god, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I would right. be a crazy. I would keep. Oh, crazy we forgot inside. Charlemagne. We just met Charlemagne. Oh, I forget. <laughs> we just met. <laughs> And he, he was, was very nice. Yeah, he was nice. Very And his security guard was too. <laughs> I knew he was going to do that. He was very nice. Yeah. He was a celebrity where it was like, he could make you not, you don't know. Mm-hmm. And so since you met him, he was, it makes you like him more. Because mm-hmm. like, like, we don't know these people. And I'm very right. aware of that. Yeah. So like, when you meet them, I don't really have expectations. Like, I really don't know them. Right. And so it was nice to not have like your bubble burst. Because I know mm-hmm. there, there have been people who like, mess someone they really admire. And mm-hmm. it just completely, they were rude or yeah. it wasn't cool. And mm-hmm. then it was like, I don't, you know what I mean? It just made you have a different feeling about him. Yeah. With him being so nice and you know, taking pictures, even though they said that he wasn't going to, he was taking pictures of Yeah, he took pictures with everything. he was person. chatting with people. Yeah. I was like, dope. And I didn't, because remember, I wasn't even trying to get my book signed, and he signed it anyways with my name on it, because I was trying to give it to somebody else or get it. So I had to end up buying another one. I had to, I had bought a couple more copies of those as gifts, actually, since then. Oh, and then I met Cisco a couple times. <laughs> But no, so when we were really young and like Thong Song was out, we went to his house and like rubbed his mailbox. Don't know what that was supposed to do. <laughs> rubbed rubbed his mailbox. Mail, rubbed this man's mailbox. 
<laughs> but then Y'all see the face I'm <laughs> But then like later on when he like wasn't as popular, I would see him at the gas station or he used to go to the bowling alley that we went to all the time. Cause I mean he lived well his house was around the corner from us. I don't know where he lives now. Because I know after he left he moved out, his mom was still living there. Uh-huh. But so I used to see him a couple Quite of times. Frequently. Yeah, because like our school bus went past his neighborhood. Like. Oh, like Mario. I met Mario. A oh, I had times. Met, his brother went to school with Avery. So, so yeah, I had met him. Who's Avery? People don't know who Avery my is. My brother. My bad. <laughs> That's her brother, y'all. <laughs> just so people know, they're just like, well, who's that? <laughs> Mario's brother went to school with my brother. Um, but yeah, I think that's all of them. We used to meet people at the radio station before they were people, and yeah. a lot of them still aren't. Woo-hoo! I wasn't gonna throw shade. Holy moly! I wasn't gonna throw shade. I caught that. That I was th- some. Sh- I wasn't gonna throw shade. <laughs> I caught that. Sister. I was gonna say a lot of them haven't gotten like huge. If y'all. Tell me, y'all just heard that. <laughs> I wasn't gonna. <laughs> y'all just heard it that. It wasn't response. intended to be shady. I got it, but I caught it. I got that. You didn't mean to throw it that way, but I caught it. <laughs> <laughs> Lee Mason, she kind of. Yeah, that's why I said she got popular, she got but not popular. like huge. That's what I was saying. Because what was that other guy's name? Marcus Anthony? I believe so. Yeah. So, I mean, we met a couple of people, but. Alright, so getting into our topic today, it's not too deep because we know, like, it's been a, yeah, it's, last week we all talked about R. Kelly the whole time, so we want to kind of go to something a little bit lighter, it's a snow day, you know, all of that. Right. So, we found this article about being selfish or generous, and I know with, like, self-care being popular now, I think people are learning that sometimes selfish isn't a bad thing because right. you know everyone should be selfish sometimes and there is a such thing as being too generous and being like too giving or too giving of yourself like I, so i think the um connotations behind those words are like changing so i kind of wanted to discuss like what being selfish or generous means and this article kind of goes over a little bit so I just wanted us to talk about it so um one of the things from um the article it starts off with the exact definition so generous is when you're noble kind magnanimous big bird and liberal in giving while the definition of selfish is selfish is concerned excessively or exclusively with oneself seeking or concentrating on one's own advantage pleasure or well-being without regard to others so i think even looking at the definitions still as they are it does like make generous be like this really good thing and then selfish be like kind of a bad thing self-centered thing um and so then it just goes on to talk about how but these things don't neither one says that it's continuous so neither one says that you're always generous or that you're always selfish and so it's like just digging a little bit deeper into being liberal when you're giving or being like giving when necessary as opposed to being giving and generous at all times and they talked about how being generous all the time can in turn make you 
selfless in a bad way because then you have nothing left for yourself or to give to yourself and you're not requiring people to give back so you're not like it's not reciprocated because <clears throat> I know like you know in church and I'm I took when I was younger anyways I took a lot of things in church very very literal like Shanae even tell you I think at one point because, like, with godparents at our church, they were like, it should be godparents, like a couple. Oh, she and I used to shit. She said. <laughs> Shanae still. <laughs> she said. She, she said I could be the godparents of one of her children if I was married. Right. And I said, so if I'm not married or if I have a, if I'm engaged, mm-hmm. or if I was in a steady relationship, mm-hmm. I'm not godparent material because I don't have a husband. Right. I mean, I was offended. I was like, "What is that?" Supposed and I think to it's be? because I used to take things in church very literal. One, like, and then two, my initial set of godparents are no longer together, and neither one are in my life. So I think it was like a combination of one taking things too literal and then to my experience with godparents is my first godparents i was like i could well i know who the godfather is now i don't know who my initial godmother is i can't remember her name if you like Mm -hmm. i don't even remember how she looked but so i think to me at the time it was like i would see everybody else with like relationships with their godparents and i didn't have that but then I got a new set of godparents at nativebomb.com. So, they are. <laughs> so, I think it was a combination of the two. It's little, like taking things little. For me, it was taking things too literally. And so, like in church, you know, they're like, give without expecting in return. Like, it's very much preached that we're supposed to do that. Which, for charity, yes. You are, you are, you should give for charity cases. You're, and that's not in a bad way. You're supposed to give without expecting anything in return because you're giving for charity. But I think what I've learned since then is like you can't treat everybody like charity. Period. Because they aren't. Like your friends and your family, they're not charity. They are not charity cases, I guess, as you could put it if you want to put it that way. So it's natural to, at times, expect something in return when you're giving. And it's not a bad thing. I would agree. I, I think I think there's a balance when it comes to being generous and giving. And I think sometimes because of the obviously negative messages that comes with being selfish, mm-hmm. you don't ever want to be branded that title or mm-hmm. looked as... And also looked as, like, mean mm-hmm. if you don't help someone or you don't give. Right. And I think the balance becomes to... You're, are you giving to your detriment? You mm-hmm, know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, and some I, I saw like this one quote, oh, if my friend has zero and I have 10, she has my 10. And it's like, well, now you don't have anything. So mm-hmm. what if you, and so, and then it's like the quote where it's like, I've seen another one where it's like, well, if I have 10, my friend got five. I'm like, see, that's better. Like, <laughs> it's balanced. And I'm mm-hmm. saying, it's a small example to say, sometimes when you get to your detriment, where you can't, now you can't help yourself. Mm-hmm. And I do think that's when it comes to the levels. You need to be able to take care of yourself. And mm-hmm. so I think, I do think generally you should give without respect, expecting things in return. Mm-hmm. I think that comes to me with maybe acts of service, mm-hmm. um, maybe gifts. When we're talking about, how to treat someone mm-hmm. then that's different yeah. and i think sometimes people get confused get kind of mush the two together mm-hmm. where i'm like no like you know when they say you give someone if you let someone if someone has a loan it's like you should be okay if you never saw it again mm-hmm. 
Okay, for some, not for all. <laughs> but I'm saying, but when it comes to like how someone treats you, mm-hmm. no, it's not you give, give, give in that relationship, caring, compassion, and then mm-hmm. you get nothing. That's not okay. Right. So I think sometimes people mash the two between like giving in more of a tangible service way mm-hmm. and then giving in a relationship like an emotional yes. way. Yeah. I yeah. think there's different boundaries, but mm-hmm. I, I do believe that. You shouldn't give to your detriment to where you have nothing, where you have no resources, you have no mm-hmm. care left for yourself, you have I, you have no time for yourself. Mm-hmm. I think there are appropriate levels. And sometimes you saying no to someone or to something isn't no forever. Sometimes it's not right now. Sometimes yeah. it's, you know what I mean? So I just mm. think you have to adjust expectations. For me, I've never felt bad about saying no, but I also think that's how I was raised. My mother... <laughs> Cause that, I, I think my mother made that. it. My mother would let me know that, like, sometimes you say no. Sometimes it's okay to say no. Sometimes, you know, like, I remember just on a small scale, like, my cousin was been there, and I was like, I don't really know if I want, like, company like that. She's like, then you say no. Yeah. She was like, if you don't want company, you don't want company. She was mm-hmm. like, sometimes you can say no, and, and you shouldn't feel bad for saying no if you're not comfortable, and that's not something you want to do. So right. I feel like that was ingrained in me mm-hmm. early so I felt like as I develop, developed if there are moments where I wanted to say no I said no and I didn't feel no qualms about it but I feel like I was empowered to say no right? and that was part of the reason why I'm like nah and I don't feel no type of way <laughs> mm-hmm. about it. Because I was going to say that I think a lot of parents do, don't teach their kids what you were taught because there's like the thing where like you have a toy and another kid wants to play with your toy and your parents were like oh share and they're like Forcing you to share where it's like, I think all kids should be able to, if they don't want to share their toys and like, it's their special toy, you know, they should be able to say no. Like now, and there are limits. There's yes, still limits. Yes. It's teaching your kids like balance and that it's okay to have boundaries. Like this is my special toy and I don't want nobody to touch it. Okay. You are not forced to make anyone. You can play with this one instead. Exactly. I, mean, can, I think. I agree. I think um, people saying no isn't a bad thing. And I mm-hmm. think sometimes you are conditioned like, why would you say no? Or you're not being helpful. <laughs> or that's not nice. Right. So you start to develop as an adult mm-hmm. and you get in these situations where you feel like you can't say no. Uh-huh. So yep. you just, you know what I mean? Yep. And then you're saying yes to your detriment. You're mm-hmm. saying, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then you walking around tired <laughs> or you have nothing or you're mm-hmm. feeling depleted. Mm-hmm. When in some cases you can say no and and that doesn't mean you're a bad person. That mm-hmm. doesn't mean you're mean. That doesn't mm-hmm. mean you don't care. I mean, it's just balance. Yeah, because actually um, this past week I did this, like, I guess it's a challenge. And it was called, like, the sugar in your jar. And it was they it was the analogy of letting, like, your neighbor hold sugar. And it's like... What is your limit for the amount of sugar that you're not going to let your neighbor take anymore? If they need it, are you going to let them take down to the bottom? Now, some people will, but if all you got is a cup left and you know you wanted to make something and you need that sugar, why would you let somebody else take it? Because you're aspiring to be selfless or you're aspiring to be generous, but it's just like, why do that when you know you need it? Or you know you just want to have that because you ain't feel like going to the store and you want to make sure you had a cup of sugar left. 
why not keep that to yourself? And so I think it's just establishing those boundaries and like knowing what's your limit. What is your limit for giving? Because I mean, shoot, even rich people, they like, oh, I need to give this much to write off of my taxes. But they, they have a limit. Like businesses have a limit for how much they're going to give. They set that up in advance. We're doing this much of uh, donation and charity this year. And if we got extra at the end of the year, we'll give some extra. But once we hit that limit, we're not going over it. So it's like, why don't we treat ourselves the same way? We should all have a limit and not just be giving, giving, giving. But I think it also depends on who the type of people you're dealing with. Because people can make you feel bad. So, like, mm-hmm. for example, like, if I asked Sydney for 50 bucks and she didn't have it and she said no, mm-hmm. I'm not going to make her feel bad that she didn't give me. Some people <laughs> mm-hmm. will project mm-hmm. and that carries the fear of saying no yeah yeah so you have other people on the other side that's not respectful of that mm-hmm. and so that makes people doubt themselves and make people cave when they should stay firm and say no right yeah i uh, said what i said mm-hmm. no mm-hmm. or not right now or i can't or i can give you half or i can do this but i can't do this mm-hmm. whatever you want to do i think it on the other end we need to be respectful of people's boundaries mm-hmm. I could go off on a tangent on some other boundaries, but <laughs> we got time. <laughs> so there have been some things not I'm not going through, mm-hmm. but people that I care about deeply are going through, mm-hmm. and it, it makes me think of boundaries, mm-hmm. and it's somewhere around the line of generosity and selfishness. Okay. So, <laughs> and so I I I challenge people in 2019. Mm-hmm. To obviously have your boundaries, mm-hmm. but to importantly be respectful of other boundaries, especially mm-hmm. when they have articulated them to you. It's one thing if they have not said anything to mm-hmm. you, mm-hmm. but when they have mustered up the courage, and in these examples, I'm talking about romantic boundaries mm-hmm. or standards, expectations, mm-hmm. whatever you want to call them. When they have articulated what's okay and what's not okay mm-hmm. for you to say you care about the person and bulldoze their boundaries, to me, that doesn't match. Right, right, right. Okay? And that's why, like, I know for... And just before you finish... Go ahead. <laughs> if you feel some type of way about what I'm saying, you probably hit dog will holler. Oh, <laughs> All right? I'm dead. But what I was going to say is what I appreciate about some of the people in my life, like... If I set a boundary for, you know, not everybody in my life, but some people in my life, they'll check me. And I do appreciate that because they like, didn't you say? And I was like, dang, you right. You know, shout out to you because you helping me stay in line with my boundaries because we all falter. <laughs> and so I appreciate those people. It's like when I've communicated my goals and my boundaries that they'll check me and be like, like an accountability partner. Yeah, yeah, and they and like that's how I know. I'm like, dang, you really looking up? Cause it's like you checking me, and I don't like it, but you right. Like, <laughs> it's like I don't like getting checked, but if you right, you right, and it's like I I can't do nothing but have respect for that because at the end of the day, while in that moment I might not like it, in the long run, like, you helping me get to where I want to go. So, I can't help but, you know, appreciate that. Right, right. So, um, I'm glad to have people like that in my life. So, now, question. When you say no, like, for example, let's say um, I ask you for $50 and you got it, but you tell me no. Is that selfish? No. 
Not to me. Mm-hmm. That's what I said. Just don't. Well, see, I think it is, but I don't think that's a bad thing. I don't think it's. My thing is this. One, it depends on, for me, if someone's asking me for money, it depends on whether it's just facts. Mm-hmm. Just oh, yeah. It's like, what you need this for? What do you need the money yeah, for? Is it like so a necessity right It yet? depends on what it is. Mm-hmm. But I guess for me is, it's my money. I work for it. I don't have to give anything if I don't want to. Agreed. Agreed. Agree. So you can say, I need $50. I don't have to give you $50. Why well, don't I have to give it to you? Because you asked me? Right. Who are you? Right. Agreed. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so, no, I don't think that's selfish. I know some people think that is. I don't. Well, I do, but I, I'm i using selfish and, like, saying that that's, being selfish is not a bad thing, though. Because you are, you're caring about yourself and, like, that's yours. You can say no all you want. That's your boundary. Right. So, so I don't think it's a bad thing. Right. And then, like, then so be it. Like, mm-hmm. I, <laughs> no. If I right. don't want to do it, no. Mm-hmm. There could be a moment where you say, oh, can I hold $20 and I'll give it to you. Mm-hmm. But it's on my merit when I want to. Because, mm-hmm. you know, one thing that I don't like that people do is, like, check others and how, like, they decide to go about living their life. So, like, if I tell you no and they like, well, you was out last week. Okay, so... That's in my that, I never said I ain't had you. No, I just said no. <laughs> I just told you no. Because I can do what I want to do with the money that I got. Because I'm not, it's not like I'm spending my money frivolously and then asking for it. I'm spending my money how I want to, frivolous or not, and then telling you no, you can't have it because this is mine. And I can do with it what I want. And so that might mean my bank account is at zero. And it might mean that I just got paid and I just don't want to give it up. Like, it could mean either one, but it doesn't. It shouldn't matter. Because no, I true. said no, and I'm going to live my life with what I earned. Like, period. That shouldn't matter. I mean, when it comes to people's money, you should mind your business and your own <laughs> Yeah. I yeah. feel like the only reason you can talk about it is like a close friend where you can brush the subject. Because, mm-hmm. you know, another thing I hate when people do, like, if they ask for money and you tell them no, and they be like... Well, you know, this time well, I gave you something. Yeah, you did. And I was appreciative. But that doesn't mean... That's what I'm saying. People <laughs> holding things over your head mm-hmm. instead of just being like accepting of it. Even if it hurts your feelings. Mm-hmm. Instead of just being like, okay. Then coming back, well, when I gave, da 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 And that and that article is what they talk about. Being generous. How that can be... How... If it's about your... About your own like ego, your own yeah, self. You're giving so you're that you can feel better. So you can get like validated. Uh-huh. And so when you when people will so throw, that you could be like, oh, I bought them that. Like so that so you when do that. People like throw good things they did for you back mm-hmm. in their faces. Like so you weren't really doing it out of the kindness of your heart. You right. were just doing it to be admired. Mm-hmm. You was doing it so you could say, look what I've done for X, Y, and Z. Or so that you can get something from me later, or something like that. Yeah. Which that's not really being generous. Exactly. It's pretty much the opposite. Because you're really giving so that you can feel good. So you're just giving to yourself. Seems like little... It's selfish. Seems like a little narcissism to me. (laughs) So I think that's where the words are like... They can be used negatively and they can be used positively. But I think at the end of the day, it's like... As long as you're sure in why you're giving or why you're not giving... Then it's like, that's okay. Just be sure in why you're doing it and don't try to hold either one over anyone. Like, don't be like, oh, well, you know, when you ask to borrow money, I ain't give it to you. That's why I can go out. Like, doing that extra stuff is not necessary to me. So I think we just have to, we should have more conversations around with being generous 
and with being selfish means I think that's pretty much all I had did you have anything I think else? it's just hardcore boundaries mm-hmm. yeah and I think in a new year mm-hmm. we're in a new year mm-hmm. to me this is a good time to put in some new boundaries in place. So if there's areas in your life mm-hmm. where you feel like, okay, I, I mean, I want to tighten up in this space. Right. I want to be clear on this avenue in my life. Right. I hope that you do so. And to feel good about doing that, mm-hmm. you have to take care of yourself. Yeah. Um, you know, mm-hmm. they say, if you don't love yourself, how can you love anyone else? Mm-hmm. And so it starts with you. Mm-hmm. And so... Even when it comes down to small things like money or time. Mm-hmm. If you're tired and don't want to go out and you want to go to sleep, get your rest. Yes. Yeah. not You're not a boring person. <laughs> you're not. You know what I mean? And, yeah. people, and sometimes and people say something like that, they don't mean any harm. Mm-hmm. But depending on mm-hmm. the state that you could be in, that can hurt your feelings. That right. can be, you know what I mean? So yeah. I feel like for me, this boils down to boundaries, mm-hmm. making boundaries that are healthy for you and help you thrive. And then on the other end, we can all try to be respectful of people's boundaries. Even yeah. if we don't understand it right. or we don't agree with it, mm-hmm. still be respectful because if that's the place they want to come from in their path, then they have the right to do so. Right. And I think that's one of the things that like the Sugar Jar Challenge last week helped me with was because like last weekend, I overpromised to clients on mad deliverables. So, like, on Sunday, I worked, like, six hours. Like, I was stressed. But that's why I'm, like, I need to set a new boundary. And I already started implementing it this week of, like, telling people, I'll get this to you in two to three business days. Or I'll get, I can get this to you in a week. Like, being honest about looking at what's on my plate and not being like, oh, yeah, I can get this to you tomorrow because I'm trying to seem like I got ish popping. Right. No. Be honest and just be like, I work, I'm trying to work out, like, I got all these other things going, and just being like, I can get it to you in a week. If that's too long, I'm sorry, you're going to have to go to somebody else, and being okay with that, right. because <clears throat> I can't set the standard of them, people thinking they can tell me they need something in a day, and I'm going to give it to them. I can't continue to do that, because that's not fair to me in the time that and I It's got. not working for you. And yeah, it's not working, especially if I want to be able to go out to try to meet some people <laughs> once, a, once or twice a week, then I have to set boundaries like Mondays or two, and Tuesdays are my work night, and I'll let Wednesday be a spillover if necessary. But Thursday, Friday, Saturday, not Your work. Your time. Right, my time. And I, like I said, I still falter. I still had a 15-minute client call on Friday while I was getting my hair done, and I was like, Sydney, we said we wasn't doing this no more. You busy. You can't have a call till next week. So it's just like setting those boundaries and not giving too much of yourself even when the person is paying you. Because, shoot, that can cross over to people's full-time jobs. For sure. Even when you're getting paid to do so, making sure that you're setting realistic expectations and setting boundaries that you don't get overwhelmed and they don't get used to you giving too much of yourself. So... That was all we had today. Let us know what you guys think about, you know, generosity or being selfish or if people can be, how do you experience people being too much of one or the other? Um, We told y'all we was going to announce something in these last two weeks. And so last week or Friday, on last Friday, we announced our new website. So guys, go check it out. It's popping. I'm excited for it to be done and out and it is wonderful yeah it's incorporating a lot of the like things that we've added throughout the years that we just haven't um updated on our site so it's like 
a lot of things going on there and it gives us a little bit more flexibility to show you guys more things in a new format and not be as set in the old format that we had on our old website so go check it out we're excited and we'll always be having new content up on there for y'all to see um so as always this is good girl behaving badly bringing you the good and the bad of every week